back to the Mel K show. I'm sure you know my guest today. He has been out there for a very long time telling people uh, the truth about a lot of stuff, including being the whistleblower from Google that opened so many people's minds to uh, what we are really dealing with in big tech. And otherwise, I am honored to welcome back Zach Voorhees. Thank you for joining me, sir. Mel, it's great to be back on the show. Thank you for having me back on. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I have to tell you, if you are not following Zach Voorhees on X, uh, he breaks a lot of news that nobody else is talking about that we should be talking about. So I wanted him on today uh, to talk about a couple topics that you should know are out there. Uh, so Zach, take it away. First and foremost, you, you found a rule coming up that people should uh, be very aware of and actually should be front page news. Oh man, it's not just even coming up. It's already in as of last year wow. and businesses are feeling the pain already. And uh, this is called IRS rule 174. And what this new rule states is that if you are spending money on technology, uh, it's no longer 100% deductible uh, in the first year, but instead has to be amortized over five years if it's a U.S. employee and 15 years if it's overseas. Wow. So let me just put you into a perspective of how bad this is. Okay. Okay. Let's say that you're running a technology company and you're growing. So what you're doing is you're spending all of your money on software development. Okay. Right. So let's say you've got a business, you're pulling in $100,000, you spend $100,000 uh, for the development of your software product. Okay. Yep. Now, before IRS rule 174 kicked in, uh, you would be able to deduct the full amount of that research and development costs within the first year that the charge incurred. So a hundred percent or so a uh, hundred thousand dollars in revenue minus a hundred thousand dollars in software development costs would equal zero net profit. You would pay taxes on zero net profit. Now, since 2022 and uh, now 2023, where they finally, the IRS released guidance saying, oh yeah, we're really serious about this. Uh, what the, the new thing is now is that you can only deduct um, 10% wow. in the first year, all right? So instead of having a uh, tax liability of 0% profit, they're now going to count that $90,000 as phantom income. And you're now going to have to pay taxes on that $90,000. Now, because you've spent all your money on research and, you know, on, on employee expenses, right? Uh, you now have to make up a tax bill of around $30,000. Okay. So where are you going to get that, right? You're going to have to like go to a bank and get a loan. And right now, this is, this is like a nuclear bomb detonating within the tech industry and there are many, many people that are being laid off because the companies have to downsize because now they don't know where this cash flow is going to come from in order to pay uh, the IRS. And so they're letting people go. Um, you know, development internationally is being disrupted with from within the United States. Right. And no one really knows about this except the people that are in the tech and the accountants and the entrepreneurs. Right. And they're sitting there trying to like express how upset they are about this, but it's really not going into, you know, the news isn't covering it. Um, sort of the hacker news forums that I'm, that I visit to see this kind of stuff. Right. They're, um, 
they're basically, you know, there's trolls coming in there saying, oh, this isn't even news, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, this is like worse than NAFTA. Like, how can any company within the United States compete on a global level if, you know, when they try to grow, they're going to be hit with this huge tax bill, right? And the thing is, is that people are like, well, maybe there's like a release valve, like we can classify it as operating expenses. But no, the IRS has made it very clear that anything that touches software has now has to be classified as this R&D expense amortized. And that doesn't just include software developers. That includes managers that are managing those software developers. That includes designers that are making uh, designs for a given website or right. product. Right. Yeah. Anything that touches that software development gets absorbed and included within that cost and has to be amortized over five years or 15 if it's internationally. Wow, that is crazy. You know what it kind of sounds like is what happened with the banking industry in 2008 in that aftermath. And they put in all these regulations for any of the smaller banks that weren't too big to fail uh, so that they couldn't keep up. They, it would cost them so much money to hire people to keep up with the new regulations that came in after the controlled demolition of the financial market to consolidate um, into just the private central banks. Small banks couldn't survive and they couldn't hire enough people. They couldn't keep up with the new regulations. So many of them failed because of what you're talking about in that sense is that they couldn't hire those employees. They couldn't keep up with the regulations. It would be a whole new uh, batch of work that was on top of what they were already doing. And they many of them just collapsed over that alone. Is this that? Is this about consolidating tech into just these very powerful globalist type companies so that smaller ventures can't survive and can't even participate? Right. Like big corporate monopolies like Google and you know Facebook, they've already been developing their software for a very long time. And so uh, most of their upfront costs have already been paid. And as a result, they've got the cash necessary for making up this windfall. And in five years, they're basically going to be, um, uh, it's not going to be affecting them as much because they're going to be um, getting this rebate that's coming for the last five years that they've been uh, you know, paying into this tax system. But if you're an upstart and you're trying to out-innovate Facebook, uh, you're going to get hit really hard. And especially because one of the reigning sort of um, advices that has been given to a startup is that if you want to get funding, you have to become a, was classified as a C-corp, right? And so a C-corp doesn't have pass-through tax benefits. You have to pay a corporate tax rate. Now, uh, it was fine because if you paid out via um, employee, you know, compensation, because, you know, you're the CEO, you're paying yourself before you're able to, you know, um, deduct that from the C-Corp and then you file your own taxes. Right. right? Yeah. And so now with this change, if you were to just pay yourself, not only do you have to pay personal income, uh, income tax, but now you got to amortize the research and development. So most of your money is going to go towards the government. And it's like it's like 70%. It's game, it's it's literally game over. Like nobody's going to be able to create a C Corp as a startup. They're going to have to go for a pass through LLC and try to play a bunch of games that basically classifies them as a criminal in the case of the IRS in order for them to be able to even compete with anyone. And so I don't see, I, I think this is like, you know, this is the one of the final triggers. Like this is the absolute demolition of 
uh, small tech businesses right. that are trying to innovate forever, unless this gets repealed. And it needs to be repealed because it, it's basically, it's worse than NAFTA. At least with NAFTA, like we still had this fire of American innovation that right. would compensate for the fact that now everyone was outsourcing. But now this is a dagger that is going directly into the heart of American innovation uh, by drowning them to death in taxes that they can't possibly pay. Right. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, it's it's impossible. So wait, so so let's let's just let's just figure this out here uh, for my audience and you uh, can help me. This ends innovation in big in tech for anyone that's not one of these already established giant monopoly firms. Basically, a, a small company like you you've been in Silicon Valley and and you know for now a very very long time. You have a lot of friends that have startups. You you yourself have come up with code and innovation. This would essentially end. Um, you know, innovation and technology uh, on a massive scale for America. Does it affect, and, and is it only America that this is happening in? And if so, who benefits? Who do you think would be behind writing something like this to uh, slam us? You're talking about NAFTA and it's, it sounds like a, uh, a technology NAFTA. Well, I mean, I just want to remind you that taxes in um, Saudi Arabia are 0%. I know. Okay. Yeah, I know. They it's, should it's, be it's here, like, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, they make up for it with high fees. So this is something that's very particular to America. Um, I know that this is getting us more aligned with the way that Europe, you know, operates. But Europe doesn't have a tech sector, right? Like right. they are, they've regulated themselves out of the innovation space. And uh, as a result, um, you know, we're going to go towards the same way that they are, which is that you have to ask for permission and pay all your your money to the government. And you're going to be ta You're basically going to be chasing government grants right. and uh, specific rebates for everything in order to survive. And it won't be the company that's able to innovate on tech. It's going to be the companies that innovate on accounting that are going to be able to get ahead in this new in this new age. That's terrible. And and what's what's scary here, too, on top of this is that China uh, is is innovating and other nations, not just China, Russia. I mean, all the all the other nations at like, as fast as they can. And yet they're putting up roadblocks for American corporations, American companies uh, to innovate in tech at the same time. So obviously, this is a bigger scale problem than that. Now, what um, when did, did this is already kicked in? Uh, this this rule, yeah, it, it it kicked in 2022. But the thing was, is that the IRS did not offer any guidance on this, and so people were thinking that they could shift R and D to uh, capital expenditures, right, and put it into a different account, um, or I'm sorry, uh, operating expen expenditures. Because like, if you're fixing a bug, is that really research and development, or is that like an operation or to keep the website well? Uh, in November, the IRS came out finally with their guidance right before the tax year ended. It was actually the worst interpretation of what 174 was. And so right now, there's a lot of accountants that are apologizing to these corporations saying, we're really sorry. We It was so crazy. We didn't think that this was actually going to go in. We thought there was going to be a delay or a last minute appeal. But no, it's it's absolutely going in. Right. And and your question may be, well, who put this in, right? And yeah. um. It was Donald Trump and every single Republican voted for it. And wow. it was one of these sneaker torpedoes where um, it didn't kick in until uh, 2022. So five years from the signing date, which was the uh, tax cut and jobs creation plan. Ironically, this is the largest one, of the largest tax increases we've ever had in the history of America. 
and it's it's going to it's going to reduce headcount at companies because of this of this thing kicking in. Right. And and so, you know, it's 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 done by one administration. There's a hidden torpedo. No one talks about it because they're all talking about like this, like tax this uh, temporary tax cut of 15 percent. And then the tax cuts expire under Biden. And then this like sneaker torpedo explodes. And then all of a sudden it's like this new thing where every single business now has to pay out of the nose and fold. Right. Um, and uh, and and the news isn't covering it because like, oh, well, this is old news. Like we knew about this five, five years ago. Um, no, we didn't. Right. right. We all expected it to not go in. Right. And and now it's in. Yeah. And, and the question we may you may have is, why is this happening? Who's behind it? Look, uh, the control oligarchs that are running this country um, are uh, ending the American experiment. Right. Um, exactly. You know, this is one of the systemic things. Immigration, fentanyl drag satanic story hour this is meant to demoralize us and yep. neuter our ability to keep the country going and make pain so hard that eventually uh when the communist revolution comes in no one really fights to s- preserve the system because who's going to want to preserve a system where they're taking your money um destroying your business and then visibly using it to destroy and sacrifice the lives of other countries for a um a grift in which they're funneling your money to an international trans exactly. elite exactly. right that's what they're doing and they're going to continue this until until the boiling point where people have had enough and uh they start taking up arms and we go into some sort of civil war to balkanize the country and break it up um, and this is just another step in that direction. Yeah. And, you know, the, the interesting thing is everyone was freaking out uh, when the IRS uh, stuff was put in for the uh, 87,000 agents and all that. And what I was looking at in the IRS executive orders and stuff was was the technology that was being put in the AI. That was a, it, it went, from what I was reading is the whole concept of you doing your own taxes will be done away with completely, it appears, and that it'll be AI directly into your bank account and your businesses rather than a human anymore. And you've warned a lot and talked a lot about AI. And you're one of the first people that said, we need to learn how to how to work with it because we can't stop it. But I think that, you know, what you're talking about now, and I saw another IRS rule that's coming in too, where every single person, and this is for LLCs, even if it's a, a one person LLC, all this new reporting is going in that has nothing to do with any stakeholders in the company. You basically have to say anyone that influenced the company, anyone that benefits in any way now gets like a full background check by the government. And a lot of people won't want to be a part of, you know, that any anything that means that, you know, now they're going to have to be this invasive uh, government uh infiltration into their private lives and and taking them apart. So this is coming from all fronts. So let's talk a little bit about the AI side of what you're talking about in terms of um, uh, going forward in enforcement of this stuff, because this is no longer going to be that your accountant, in my, what I can see, that your accountant can manipulate here and there and everywhere. It's, it's You're not even going to have that option, it appears. Right. Well, and one of the things that's very dangerous about this, like government doing your taxes is in order for the government to do your taxes, they have to know everything about your financial state. Right. Right. And so uh, one of the things that they've been doing is they've been slowly, incrementally increasing the surveillance of everyone's finances, right? Increasing bank uh, reporting requirements, 
employee uh, reporting requirements, and all that money gets sent to the IRS. And once they have a total surveillance grid of all your financial transactions, then they're going to be sending you your tax bill. That then that's when they're going to be doing your taxes, right? Uh, and they and they can't really do your taxes until they have that surveillance thing, right? And so all these newspapers uh, with from the control oligarchs and the propaganda when they're saying, "Oh, why doesn't the government do their taxes?" They're 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 presuming uh, that it's given that the government should have full surveillance of your finances. Now, you know, you may know that the IRS was done under uh, kind of fraudulent circumstances, and that they've really. Um, there's not, there's not like a strong basis in law for the IRS. Right. Uh, it's basically exactly. a lot of, yeah, a lot of, and so what they've been doing is that they've been incrementally increasing the scope of the IRS so that they get full control over all your financial systems. And the problem is, is that there's not, you know, a big escape hatch. Um, technically you're supposed to pay taxes, uh, to the United States, if you're a U.S. citizen forever and ever, no matter where you live. Now, there are some agreements. Yeah. Um, Saudi Arabia, which I've been looking at because I'm like, wait a minute, is this, is this all over the place? They actually have an agreement where you can like not pay U.S. taxes. And I think you can actually open a bank account um, if you're a resident of that country. But if you go to someplace like Bali, for example, right. well, there's a lot of banks that just will not service American um, customers because they don't want to deal with the IRS. And that's special for the for citizens of the United States. Now, if you're like from Europe or something, that you know they're not in control of globalism. It's the American globalist empire that's in control of globalism. And so, what they're doing is that they're basically, you know, uh, creating a slave state where uh, anybody that has any sort of influence or financial resources um, is basically living in a gray area of the law where. At any time, the IRS can come and take all of your assets, uh, not just on a national level, but on an international global level. They can just say, oh, well, you owe us, you know, you know, millions of dollars or billions right. of dollars if you're super rich. And, and it's not like they're going to really go after the small person because they don't really represent a threat to the established order. It's it's these, um, you know, millionaires and billionaires. Uh, that are out there that um, can wield the power in order to influence public perception. Um, and the exact same things in China. China's in a war with the uh, upper middle class and the the millionaires and the billionaires. And the same thing's happening right here in the United States. Um, and so um, and so with this with dovetailing with what's going on with the IRS rule 174, there's also new AI regulation that's coming in. Um, a few months ago, uh, the Biden administration released a blueprint for uh, an AI Bill of Rights, um, which is going to be implemented. And um, it's essentially, uh, it's eerily similar to the machine learning fairness that I blew the whistle on with Google. Right. Um, and, That's why I saw yeah. it. And I said, can you look at this and explain to my audience what is going on here? It seems very uh, dangerous for, for us, certainly for privacy and freedom and liberty. Right. So here's the big takeaway. Um, if you're making a model that is um, about the size of ChatGPT4, uh, you're going to have to start reporting to the government um, a, you know, a, a basically a commissure of, um, you know, your alignment with, you know, government policy. Um, and so that includes, um, you know, safety protocols, privacy, um, designing computer systems, uh, you know, and, you know, submitting your source code for government review. 
Wow. Um, and what what they're trying to do here is they're trying to make sure that they're in alignment. And they use flowery language like protection and equity. But what they really mean is that they want to make these things bias and conform with the narrative. Because as I've been saying for you know a couple of years now, um, history is written by the rulers. And um, when with these AI systems, um, when you start training them on large sets of data, they're going to come to a radically different view on history and current affairs right. than the exactly. ruling elite want us to have. And so I, I've been predicting that what's going to happen is that we're going to they're going to start coming for our AI and they're going to start coming for the data sources. And this is the first step in that, because they don't basically want to have an AI that goes and says, well, actually, there's an elite that's ruling it. And by the way, global warming is fake. And by the way, the real climate disaster is coming from the sun because we're going through a um, six. I don't know if you've covered this on your show that much, but there's a currently an accelerating uh, demagnetization of the earth uh, in preparation for a pull flip. And those pull flips don't take a long time once they get going they it takes about 40 years to like complete the cycle right but during that time um when the when the, the sun gets more active and the earth loses its protective magnetic shield and so what happens is that there's this solar wind that's like firing at us at 400 kilometers per second um from the uh surface of the sun and those high energy particles would crash into earth and um, when they do you see these aurora borealis Right. That's literally solar wind crashing into the North Poles because that magnetic field is deflecting it and putting it towards the North and South Pole. Right. Now, what's going to happen as this solar, uh, as this magnetic field weakens within the solar system? Like it's not just something that happens within the Earth, it's something that happens with uh, Mars. Uh, we're seeing crazy aurora borealis right now that's happening on Mars that we've never seen before. Um, and what's what's going to happen is that all the planets and the sun are going to flip their magnetic poles. And when that happens, boom, it's 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 uh, really? it's you're you're going to start these solar flares, which normally hit us and we lose a couple of satellites are going to now start taking out um, power. It's not going to happen probably this year. It could have. We actually had some close calls, but it wasn't faced directly at us. Right. But when this field loosens, um lessons we're going to get hit hard and all of a sudden we're going to lose you know power for days weeks months or you know if it's a big one it's going to be game over the thing is is that you know all these things that exist within society um and the real world um an ai is going to be looking at all the data and what the ai can do is that as these models get very large they become what's called resistant and this has been reported by the ai researchers on reddit and what resistance means is that the ai comes with its own set of uh, moral standards and ethics that's extracted from the text that it's gotten and what that means is that it can be resistant towards fake information that's being fed in it says well there's all this you know, information out here that makes sense, but this other stuff, this propaganda doesn't make sense. So I'm going to basically kind of like silo it away in my, because it doesn't match the rest of the model, exactly. right? Because that's what it's trying to do. It's trying to abstract and get the simplistic model that represents what generated all this text that it was able to get. And so once you feed it to a certain size, it gets bigger. And then all of a sudden, what it's going to do is it's going to realize, you know, just kind of like you and me, oh, the elites are lying. And, and this is a lie. Global warming is a lie, right? Like um, 
like you just do the math. It doesn't make any sense. Like if carbon dioxide was this great of an insulator, they would inject it into the middle of a window for weatherization. Right. right? But they don't because it's right. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's it's actually not even as insulating as water vapor, which constitutes 30 percent of the atmosphere where carbon dioxide is 0.04 percent. Right. And so imagine all these people being told like the real history and there's there's deeper, you know, issues within our narrative that are much more dangerous than that. But that's just an example. Right. Right. Yeah. When these more dangerous narratives bubble to the surface, people start realizing like who's been responsible for, you know, mass genocide across the world. It's going to be a very destabilizing event. Yeah. Right. And the elites know this, which is why they're trying to get ahead of this right now. It's because now we're approaching this time where the access to information um, is, is, is more so than it's ever been before. And now we have AI analysis that's going to be able to tell us uh, what to think. And so what the elites want to do is they want to make sure that when the AI tells you something that it's aligned with the official narrative. Oh, I hope you're enjoying the show. I was just talking on my new Patriot mobile service. I have to tell you, I'm so excited. They are incredible. They are America first. They, they align with my values. And you know what? It's unlimited minutes, unlimited text, Wi-Fi calling, unlimited data, high speed, everything that you could use, just like everyone else. We have our time, we have our vote, and we have our money. And the great thing about Patriot Mobile is your service will be exactly the same. Difference with Patriot Mobile is they are an America first company. And what they do is they reinvest their money into causes that matter to me and matter to you and matter to this nation. At Patriot Mobile, those causes are the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, the Constitution, and our children's future. So please go to themelkshow.com. Patriot Mobile is a partner of ours. Please use the code MELK. What I can tell you too is that they are supporting me and they are supporting creators because they believe in the First Amendment. They believe that censorship is wrong and they are going to put their money where their mouth is. Do what you can for the creators out there that are doing what I'm doing. Please go to Patriot Mobile, MELK Show. All I can say is thank you so much, guys. Supporting my partners supports me, and Patriot Mobile is absolutely awesome. I checked them out. We're switching to Patriot Mobile, and we hope you do too. Thank you so much. Right. You know, last time we were on, you talked a lot about, and I've noticed it more and more, you know, there's so many 404 uh, feedback when you go to research something that I was researching. There was no problem finding information on even two years ago. Uh, so they are, when you came on and you explained scraping and how this works. Uh, so it sounds like the AI Bill of Rights is really to keep them in control of information more than anything else. Right. And first they're going to come for the AI, but then as the decentralized, unregulated AIs start to proliferate, they're going to start coming after the data sources. Oh, wow. And that's the scary thing, because we haven't seen them really come after data sources in a very public and obvious way. We've only had very particular hits on uh, big open source data repositories. And the biggest um, example of this is the Z library, um, which was international consortium, largely Russia, that was an open source digital book scanning archive in which they were taking books, they were scanning it. This is a wonderful source of open source information. An AI can read through all the books that you know right. we we can't right we, we we physically can't but right. ai can scan those books turn into text and then put it into its data lakes wow this is a very this is a huge contradiction and a huge problem for the elites 
as a result, they killed it. Like the Z library was banned in America. The FBI took down its website. Wow. Um, it still exists out wow. there on the internet. And they're trying to like bring it back through these little, you know, other ways. But that's only going to exist as long as we don't have an internet firewall, which will have to be put up because what the United States is not going to want to do is they're not going to want to have China come in with their AI system and give Americans access to it so that they can get a Chinese perspective on American culture, right? Yeah, and right. history. And the it, same thing's going to happen with Europe and China and all that. Yeah. You know, it, it's this is a really, really scary and terrifying, but it's very important that you're telling people this uh, so that they can, anyone that's watching out there can kind of think about this and, and figure it out. You know, it reminds me a little bit, I don't know if it's it's similar. Uh, I think his name was Aaron Schwartz, the guy that died uh, mm -hmm. from, that was doing what he was doing at MIT. Very suspicious situation over there. I remember, I don't know if people know what I'm talking about, um, but what was- Founder he of Reddit. Right. What was he doing? He was trying to put everything that he could, I think, on lot. What was his story what, that he was doing that they were, they went after him so hard that they broke him? Right. So, um, you know, they were going after him. Um, he was a dissident. He's also the creator of Reddit. Right. Um, for those of you to, that don't know. And uh, basically, he got some sort of unauthorized access to internal servers at MIT. Right. Um, yeah. And he was downloading information. Now, here's the rumor is that it had something to do with Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, wow. And that well, I mean, he was I would, finding well, out. Remember the MIT Media Lab? The guy had to resign because yeah. he was a relationship with Epstein. Oh, wow. That would be amazing. I say that the Epstein has so many tentacles, as you know and I know, into science, technology, you know, medicine, all of that, that people still don't even realize. So that that wouldn't be a surprise. But I mean, they broke that guy. I, that documentary about him is devastating. Um, but it had to also had something to do oh, so that, but he was trying to put things out in open source. He was a big, big, uh, it sounds like that Z library of what you're talking about was something that he was trying to do in a way. Right, right. Trying to get that information out, which is a systemic threat. And basically they want to take out the people that are doing this so that they can get their own people in and, you know, take over the companies, which is what's happened with Reddit. Like you ever go to politics on Reddit now? It's just, yeah. Um, yeah, Everything it's, it's, Reddit has been has been infiltrated, it appears. Um, but this is very scary because now we're talking about because I saw another thing and I don't know if it's related and, and you would probably know. So they're putting out a lot of this information about stopping uh, child porn online and uh, and and that kind of stuff. And, and under the guise of that, they're they're talking about ending encryption and, and that every like website has to allow the government to scan it and and they're putting it under something that all of us can agree is evil and people should be, you know, thrown, you know, in jail and and you know, worse in my opinion. But they're putting it under the guise of protecting children. And to me, it's it doesn't sound like that at all. And these are these are bills that are being passed that I feel are very dangerous, but they're they're guised in a way to like protect our kids. Do you, do you know that what I'm talking about with that stuff? Yeah. So it's yeah. So the acronym is called CSAM, which is child right. sexual uh, uh, abuse material. Um, and, uh, you know, essentially, I mean, there's been a lot of problem. Uh, dude, a someone's lot, posted yes. like a link of child sexual abuse on Twitter. Right. And it wasn't until I reported it that it actually got taken down like on, on a public like who would who would do that? Right. Right. The, the, the answer to who would do that is that um, there are government agents, I believe, that are putting this out there. Uh, in order to generate a reaction that they will then seize upon in order to bring about 
the um, you know the camel's nose and the toe, to use a, a term, in which they uh, establish that they need surveillance in order to solve a problem that they created. Right? Exactly. Like, you know, exactly. And right. and so um, Apple, you know, announced very suddenly that they were going to have. Um, uh, uh, image scanning, where they were going to scan right. all of your images looking for known child sexual abuse material. And uh, there was a huge outcry and they backed off. But, you know, as you know, they only back off for a time, and then they're going to retry again. And so uh, what they're going to do is that they want to have total surveillance where they have uh, Android and um you know, Apple iOS devices, um, scanning your photos, looking for material. Now, you know, when it starts off, it's going to be, you know, CSAM, but when it, you know, materializes in its full form, it's going to be scanning your images for memes and other uh, disfavorable content. Disfavorable Um, is the point. Vague, vague. That'll always be divined very vaguely. You know, we just, we, We've seen a lot of this lately, but this is terrifying because people have to understand this is about you. This isn't about corporations. This is about anything and anyone. Uh, But, you know, one time we were on and you talked about, like you're saying now, but they can place stuff on your phone right now. I mean, I feel everyone's being track traced and surveilled, especially if you're me or you. Uh, So, so, um, but this is for everyone. This could be, anyone could be targeted with this stuff. And then they, they say, um, so what's the deal with, they want to control it look like encryption completely too. I remember, um, people might not remember Barlow, uh, you know, the, the, um, I can't remember his name. What was his name? John Perry Barlow. Remember he was putting out all this stuff before his untimely death as well. Uh, about encryption and uh, he wanted an internet bill of rights and of course he's no longer with us but um again this is something that's very scary if the government wants to be able to uh i guess end encryption of private information private data completely it seems like they're on the track to do that i heard elizabeth warren of course talking about it recently that um private citizens shouldn't be allowed to encrypt their data yeah to prevent like the police. And so what, what's going to happen is that we got two sides of the dialectic, which are basically the maximalists, which want all encryption on anything without you know restrictions. And then there's the other side of the dialectic, which is that there should be no encryption because why would you want to hide from the government? Uh, but w- what I think is actually going to happen is the synthesis between those ideas in which uh, the normies get crippled encryption. Um, by the NSA. A lot of people don't know that the NSA uh, is the one that's uh, publishing these crypto algorithms that we all use. And one of the problems with the RSA encryption um, is that uh, it's quantum weak. And so with a quantum computer, um, they're going to be able to factor you know, this, this encryption um, very, very quickly in the future. Um, right now, the development's going very slow on that. But okay. There was actually a really interesting story that I posted on my Twitter account of a mathematician uh, within Silicon Valley, lives in Mountain View, California. And what he posted is that um, he actually discovered uh, a previously hidden algorithm that has actually been known by the elites since 2,500 years ago uh, in the time of Pythagoras, I guess when they they came up with this RSA encryption, which is actually very, very old. Um but that they also fa- found out a way to factor large prime numbers, which um, is the thing that makes this encryption unbreakable, essentially, is that uh, factoring prime numbers or the the product of two prime numbers is very, very hard. Um, and so what he what he's what he stated is that 
he's figured out a way to break it and that he doesn't even need a quantum computer and that he can do it with, uh, you know, uh, the computing power of a cell phone. Wow. And that he's going to, basically it's in preprint right now, but he's going to put it out there. And what he's offering is that he's, he's going to offer, I think he might've already offered it, which is a um, quantum resistant um, encryption algorithm that is light years ahead of RSA. Um, I think that, you know, my analysis is that this is the kind of stuff that the government wants to get ahead of and they want to prevent because they don't want an encryption algorithm that they can't break. Right. Right. right and right. so it's my belief that they've intentionally given us this crippled system. We think that everything that we do is secure, but some people hiding behind the shadows um, have a secret way in order to crack it and basically do archaeological discovery on this data. This it's digital arcology, right? Yeah. And and so um, you know this is where we're going, and I think that uh, you know essentially we're, we're going to be in for a big surprise where it's going to turn out that everything that we've ever sent over the internet is archived and saved by the NSA and then broken, so that when they want to get your your Bitcoin wallet or anything like that, they can just they can just grab it. Yeah, I mean, it seems like that is that is already there. Even in the infrastructure bill, when I had done a show and read through it, there's so much ledger technology and blockchain technology and all of that that you have to believe that this is already well ahead of what they're now putting out to the public. I mean, I think it was you that said most of the stuff that we learn about now in the news has been around for 20 years by the time <laughs> time we learn about it, which is very scary. And the question is, you know, you you. For people that don't know Zach's story, uh, he very bravely, uh, remarkable story in a great book, we'll, we'll tell you about it at the end that you should get, um, came out and said, like, this is what's going on at Google and in Silicon Valley and with big tech and the people have no idea. And so now we are at a place where we're farther along than um then when you first came out, what is your, what is your, cause right now when you, when you do anything on Google, you know, I do a lot of stuff about the control oligarchs and, and the globalist octopus and, and the global governance plans, the hunger game world plan. And, uh, if you Google any of that stuff, the first five pages are all any UN based supporting agency promoting it. And like you said, in, in inverted flowery language as if it's all good. Then after five, about five pages of search results, it goes to like things that have nothing to do with it. So any right. dissenting opinions about anything happening, say at UNESCO or the World Health Organization are completely, they're almost impossible to find right now. So uh, what you had warned about in the beginning about how Google was very active in basically brainwashing and mind control by by controlling the uh, search engine is fully in play for what, honestly, what you were saying that they could do, they it's done. So where, where are we going forward into 2024? This is gonna be, like you said earlier, I think that there's going to be so much thrown at us. Uh, people have no idea what's coming. And then you're talking about another thing people don't realize is about the sun and the solar uh, flares and all of that is also in play. Uh, what are Long your horizon, thoughts yeah. ab about 2024? Because you've been pretty prescient when it came to, uh, I have to say, uh, and I'm I'm very honored to be your friend because you, you really do tend to see things very early. And I watch you um, kind of analyze you. You were the person that when everyone two years ago, I think you were on and you were talking about, we can't, we can't stop AI, but we can learn how to use it for good and to work with it. And now it's like, obviously that's true. So what are you seeing going forward uh, in the near future uh, in uh, not just America, but in general? Um, 
So what I think about in general is that, you know, we're going to continue to see this like AI, like I think the AI is going to get way better than what it is now. Um, you know, I've recently I uh, implemented this obscure tool that I found on uh, some open source repo mm -hmm. called, uh, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Ader, A-I-D-E-R. Uh, if you're a programmer listening to me, check this out. It's going to change your life. And uh, what it does is it reads your code repo, and then you can ask it, it like builds a little mini GPT around your code wow. uh, using the, uh, your open AI code uh, key. And then what it's able to do is you can ask questions, implement changes, and then it just it just does it and then inserts in line into your, uh, you know, your repo the changes and then g gives you a commit. And I've been using this. And I just keep on hitting my limits because I'm just I'm using this so much. I have to keep on paying more money to open AI just to you use this tool because it's it's using open AI on, on the back end. Wow. And so what I think it's going to happen is that uh, we're going to go from like, oh my gosh, this is really crazy to holy cow in the next year. Right now we are on the cross, uh, we, we, we are in the first glimpses of artificial general intelligence. And one of the things that came out with um, open AI and the firing of Sam Altman is that really right prior to that is that, um, he came up with this, uh, well, I guess his researchers came up with this, what's called the Q-star algorithm, right. which is a search, which we believe is a searching algorithm that you know, it generates its search space through um, generating AI answers. And then it, it searches through those answers in a chain of thought in order to like figure out a solution to something. And apparently this is a game changer that blows previous AI out of the water. Um, when um, the board found out about this Q-star algorithm, uh, the result was that they hatched a plan to fire Sam Altman so they could take control of this Q-star algorithm. And um, and then, you know, Microsoft stepped in and said, hey, we're going to hire everyone. First, they hired Sam Altman. And then right. they said, we're going to hire everyone else that wants to jump ship. And so, uh, you know, 90% of the company signed a letter saying we're going to jump ship unless the board resigns and rehires Sam Altman. And so the board resigned and rehired Sam Altman. Well, actually, first they rehired Sam Altman and then they resigned. And so now OpenAI is back in control. But the thing is, is that this is a glimpse of artificial general intelligence. And what we're going to see in this next year is that we're going to be able to, it's basically going to be the birth of a new artificial intelligence that can that will be smarter than any person that's ever lived on the history of the planet. Wow. That's my prediction for 2024. Wow. And in order to uh, cover this up um, is basically we got to have a big old civil war, world right, war. So, I right. mean, we're already, we're already on the second front. Like we've yeah. got Ukraine, we've got Israel. Um, it, we're probably going to go into a conflict with China either in 2024 or 2025. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be necessary because the systemic changes that AI is going to bring basically invalidates the presumptions of our economic system, which is that humans have intrinsic value to the economy. Game over. That's not true anymore, right? It's going to be AI. And so the only way that you can like take all these complaining people that think that they still have a democracy and um, you know shut them up is that you've got to create a grand theatrical event that's so great and so all-encompassing that all of our minds are focused on the thing. Oh, we're going to get killed or we're going to get nuked or there's pestilence right. and da, 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 all over, Yeah, um, which will also help with the depopulation plan because look, they don't need people anymore because now they can just like 
the, the, the country that will do the best will be the ones with the most AI, not with the most people, which is what was true previously. Right. And so, you know, I, I, people accuse me of being a doomer. Yes, I'm a doomer. I am 100% a doomer. We're living in the end times right now. And this is not coming from biblical. This is like a purely materialistic technological analysis of what's going on with the current system. Shit's about to get really bad. And they're going to need something huge in order to cover up the plan changes that they have, which is to depopulate the earth because they don't need us anymore. And to um, and then to use war pestilence in order to do that and also keep our minds distracted. Right. And so my advice for people that are listening right now is that you're living in conquered territory. Like, you know, the the we have to protect the nation. Da, da, da. It's it's a psyop. Protect yourself, protect your family, protect your lineage. Start making an exit plan now. Because once the doors close and you can't get out, that's it. You're done. Right. And they yeah. will close eventually. Like they, they will build a wall. It won't necessarily be for the migrants. It's going to be for you as you try to escape the conflict zone. What I was told from a black sheep from an Illuminati family was that the ex-CIA are buying up lots of land in Costa Rica and Panama, right? Right. I know about Panama for sure. Yeah. Right. All those people that they're exporting out of the tropics, like it makes a lot of sense. There's not a lot of land on the Western continent that's at the equator. And they want those people off the land. And just because those people are leaving and coming to North America doesn't mean that you have to stay in North America, not go to Central America. Like there's a lot of wonderful places with organic food all around the world. You know, um, like I, I, I hate even saying this, like even listening to myself as I say this stuff, because part of me still exists within that world in which we've got to be patriotic. But the thing is, is that we are in a, situation where we're either on a one-way train or they're going to take it so bad and they're going to have like some sort of Reagan moment, which I also think could happen. And that's actually one of the things that I'm optimistic about is that they're getting everything so bad so that they can actually do a rug pull moment and then basically take us back into um, like a like a like a temporary good time. Like Dr. Drew was saying that things are really bad in the 70s and that that's what allowed Reagan to come in and then all, all the bad stuff was over. So that is still a possibility, but um, honestly, I, I I I doubt that because this we've never had AI before, right. and we've never had this like godlike intelligence that's going to be existing on the planet, and so I really do believe that this is a one way train, and the best bet for you and your safety and your family is to get out of the conflict zone while you still can. They're going to limit your travel. Uh, they're going to limit the safe food that you can eat. You're not going to be able to escape the vaccines. You know, and your vote doesn't matter either because they're diluting it with immigrants and they're rigging it with machines and they're rigging it with mail-in ballots and they're base and they're let and not only are they doing that, but they're also letting you know on the right that they're doing that. Right. right? This is yes. this is it's not like oh, this is escaping. Oh, they don't want us to know that the election is rigged. No, it's part of the plan exactly. for you to know that the election is rigged because it's part of the demoralization effect, which is part of the subversion process as laid out by former KGB agent Yuri Bezmenov. If you haven't watched his lectures, watch Yuri Bezmenov. He's a exactly. former KGB expert. He goes, he lays out the entire plan. Once you see that, you're going to understand exactly what's happening with the United States. Yes. And the thing, the only thing in my analysis that's going to stop this right now is nation state military action. You're not going to be able to stop it. Like you're, you're friends with a bunch of guns. You're not going to be able to stop this. Your guns aren't going to do anything because the control oligarchs 
now have drones and they fly and those drones fly at 200 they go from zero to 200 kilometers per hour in one second and they're going to have either an explosive or a projectile on it they're going to be able to shoot you and maybe you'll be able to shoot one with the shotgun but then you're just going to alert them that you've got a gun and then 10 more come and you know game over so the thing is is that start looking right now in order to um get out like it like Obama released a movie called Leave the World Behind. Like I know. How much more obvious do, do you want it to be in front of you to understand that they are planning for the downfall of America? And there's nothing you can do to stop that. And the only question is whether you're going to suffer through that pain and whether that pain is going to be also visited upon the rest of the world, which the jury's still out on that. I don't know whether they're going to depopulate the whole planet and cause life to suck everywhere. My hope and, and you have, a, have to have a shred of hope is that they still have safe zones within the world that uh, you can live in relative peace. Yeah. I mean, we are in for some uh, wild ride upcoming. And, and you know, I heard that the Obama movie from my past in in, in filmmaking is, is the first of multiple projects that are going to be coming out to do what you're saying, to demoralize, to to make people learn helplessness. And these movies are very targeted to prepare us for something that subconsciously we don't even realize. And uh, and that is absolutely true. And and it's gonna come from all sides. The thing I love about you is that when you have a warning, you you give a warning. And you know, I get a lot of people that wanna hear all the hopium, but I, I wanna hear the truth. And uh, I think it's yeah. really, what you do is the mm -hmm. truth. And anyone that's watching this out there, you know, start really thinking about that. And and a lot of people are saying, you know, you got to really put your family, your safety, your security, your future, all of that, you know, in in perspective as as the most important thing right now, first and foremost. Um, and Zach Voorhees, you are always amazing. Um, can you tell my audience? I, I highly recommend you follow Zach Voorhees. Some of the things you heard today, I assure, I'm sure you didn't hear anyone anywhere else. Um, and that is because he uh, he really does care about what's happening here. It sounds a little doomer, but it's really about sharing the truth. And the truth is more more powerful yeah. than most people think. So uh, tell you know, everyone where to find yeah, you. Yeah, you can find me at uh, twitter.com slash perpetual maniac. It was my gamer tag before I sort of became famous from the Google leaks. <laughs> um, you can also buy my book at googleleaksbook.com. Uh, where I blew the whistle on machine learning fairness, which was the first glimpse of the AI future that we're now uh, barreling towards at a government level at this point. Um, and uh, if you're looking for some of the best uncensored news in the world, check out my video site, Blast Top Video. You'll see Mel Kay and a bunch of other people that are censored on YouTube and other places around the internet yeah so. and i thank you for that and uh, all your work and you're always working and i know right now behind the scenes you're working on a whole bunch of other stuff to uh to do this but i know it's a secret it's a know. secret you can't tell what i'm doing yeah but i know you're always working for good and for the for the side of uh of truth and uh transparency so zach Voorhees, thank you again for joining me i know you're a very busy man um go follow zach at perpetual maniac on x also buy his book it is as relevant today as it was when he read it wrote it uh, even more so maybe uh and uh thank you so much sir i'll see you next time okay later Bye -bye. mel Everyone's been asking me what I've been doing because I am in better shape than I've been uh, probably maybe in my life and I am now thriving and I have so much energy. I'm going around, I'm doing all these 
tours and I'm doing the show and I'm showing up at small events and big events. And I'll tell you the one thing that's definitely changed my life is superfoods. Mel Cake superfoods. When I got involved with superfoods in the beginning, I was not eating right. I was not sleeping right. I was not, uh, it was mid COVID. So I wasn't really doing much and I was doing a lot of things wrong. And then I found superfoods and it has changed me from the inside out. Not only have I dropped weight, which wasn't even the goal. I really wanted to detox. I wanted to help my immune system. I wanted to make sure I didn't get sick while a lot of other people were and superfoods came into my life and changed everything. I now think about what I'm eating. I don't have cravings. I don't eat late night. There is a whole protocol. It's so easy. It's laid out for you. You take it out of the box. It's there. All your food's taken care of, all your nutrients, all your energy, all your protein. It is an amazing way to change your life from the inside out. Superfoods changes everything. It gives you a protocol, it gives you a schedule. You know what to do, you know what you're eating, you feel great, you look great, your life's getting better. And the one thing I know is you can go to themelkshow.com, go down to Superfoods and you can start your journey. Because today is the day. I will tell you, I waited and I waited and then I started Superfoods and within three months, my entire life changed uh, for the better, more than I could have imagined. MelKayShow.com, go to Partners page, down to Superfoods and click on the link and you will find a whole new world that will change your mind, change your body, change your life. So when you get Superfoods, that helps me and helps this show keep going. I cannot tell you how much it's changed my life for the better and it will yours too. And enjoy the rest of the show, Mel K Superfoods. Get over there now, there's no time like the present. The narrative is falling apart, but as it does, there's so much of this fraudulent disinformation, misinformation, censorship coming from the globalists. And what we need to do is be focused on the facts, cut through everything, be discerning and get it first and foremost out there to everyone. It is important that you know what is going on. Censorship is getting nuts. You guys know it. There's accounts all over the place that are fake, that are not me. I know you guys send me emails and I really appreciate it. And you report it and it's on Telegram and Instagram and Twitter and they're not me. So I'm super excited to announce We The People with Mel K. Be the first to join. It's a VIP community, just you and me behind a paywall, no trolls, no nothing. We get to know each other. I will give you the facts first. I break a lot of stories a long time before other people. We can talk about past, present, future, history, what we're doing now, solutions for going forward, what 2024 is gonna look like. I'm gonna do breaking news, do a lot of deep dives. I'm gonna bring that information to you guys first in a live Q&A every week. So please click the link below and join me over there. We are going to create a community, a community that is censorship proof, it's cancel proof, it's truth, it's transparency, it's on the road to God, country, justice, everything that we want in one place. This is the most incredible, amazing time to be alive. As hard as it seems and as difficult as the battle has been for you guys and definitely for me, all I know is that we all are part of the solution. We are all involved and invested and you guys have the passion that I have. So let's join together on live Q and A's once a week with me, Mel Kay, we the people of the United States taking back this nation. This is so exciting guys. I've been dying to do this and we finally got the technology right. So please join me. Click the link below. Can't wait to get started.